This is Cultivate a Good Life, episode 157, Connecting Through Storytelling with Heidi Swap. This is an encore presentation of episode 39, which was originally published in June 2019. Have you ever felt just a little off? Like maybe there's something more and you can't quite put your finger on what that is or how to get there. Maybe you question what your purpose is and feel like you've lost yourself. Believe me, I have been there and getting clarity on these foundational principles about myself changed my life. It helped me to take years of unanswered inspiration and turn it into inspired action. Clarity coaching is all about digging to the core of who you are, what drives you, what makes you feel fulfilled, and what your unique gifts are. It's about becoming one with yourself again, becoming emotionally self-reliant, and free to cultivate a purpose-driven life. My role as your coach is to help you uncover what is already inside of you and give you the tools to live your life wide open. You'll be able to cultivate better and more meaningful relationships, process emotion and past wounds that keep you stuck, seek out and create opportunity, and most of all, take inspired action. If we don't get clarity on who we are and what we want, we don't have a sure foundation. We can build on top of it, but there will be cracks, unsteadiness, unrest. With a rock-solid understanding of ourselves, we build things on top of our foundation that bring us peace, connection, and deep and lasting happiness. I can't speak highly enough of Becky as a coach. She will help you create a roadmap for more joy, more connection, and more inspiration in your life and your business. To apply for coaching, head to beckyproudfit.com and click on Clarity Coaching. Okay, we've got Heidi Swab in the house for another episode of Hotel Confessionals. Love that's, these episodes because I get to record that's how we from my bed. Yeah. So we're both uh, positioned in our own separate beds while Heidi faces us. And we are so <laughs> excited to do this. You guys know, and we've talked about Heidi several times. We've referenced like the fight, her podcast. We've referenced Heidi just as my friend. She's and my now, friend too now. Don't forget. <laughs> and now she's here with us. Thank you for being here, Heidi. Well, it's my pleasure. We're so excited. The only thing missing is like the lights, the, the interrogation lights. <gasps> Ooh. You know, right we could arrange that, that. Right, because yeah. we are both facing you like <laughs> totally cozied up in our it's beds. Adorable. I did yeah. offer for Heidi to come and spoon me, but she respectfully declined the she offer. She gave you a look. That's how she responded well, to that. When I walked into this room... It was freezing, freezing cold. You're and, I, and I was like, is this, a, are you guys having a freeze out? And now I know it's because they're all hunkered down in the bed. We're all hunkered That's down with our out. menopausal bodies <laughs> in the covers. No, it was actually a good strategy so that we could kick the air conditioning off so that that is not distracting. Because you guys know how, um, what is it? Anal retentive yes. Becky is. OCD about the sound quality. So we do our best. Anyway. All right. So we've got Heidi. Um, we've introduced her a little bit before, but let's go ahead and have you, Heidi, introduce yourself in terms of, I just think that there are so many people in both of our respective spheres that overlap. Agree, right? Sure. Like that's just, yeah. that's the world in which, the industry in which 
we both have resided for quite a long time, both of us. We're both pioneers in this space, so it's been a lot of fun. We, we've done some fun. Becky's the pioneer. Basically. That's, that's, <laughs> I think we all know I'm the real pioneer here, okay? So uh, it's, it's not, okay. It's not mistaken. <laughs> um, but let's go ahead and recap for those of you who not only may not be as familiar with you, but even those who know you really well, when's the last time that maybe they've heard a recap of like this journey? Um, of where you have been within your professional life, especially, and, and including the current places that you are right now, like where people find you and what projects you're working on, those sort of things. Back it up. And so is there a time limit for this portion? 70 minutes. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> for the intro. It's, <laughs> Buckle it's up, guys. such a loaded question. Um, I know. When people know. ask me to introduce myself, I'm always like, which um, part of me? Which aspect would you like me to talk about? Because, it, you know, um, as with all of us, we are all, we all have like a lot of different facets. We totally <laughs> to, do. You to can our take lives. it in so, so many directions just for that point alone. Yeah. Um, you know, just because I'm sitting here in a hotel room with Becky Higgins, um, I think that maybe I, I'll kind of start there a, a little bit on, on how we're connected and, yes. and who, so who I am from maybe that standpoint. Um, because Becky, Higgins, how do you guys do this with the two right? Becky things? Just like, come on, just say Becky. It out. All right, all right. That, we figure and it out. You guys can just okay. Anyway, um, I know it's so. Confusing. I just pretend they're always talking about me, and then <laughs> works so out. So we're recording here in Salt Lake, which is where I'm from. Yeah. And um, so I grew up here, and then also I, I also went to college here my husband and I got married here we've been married for almost 25 years this year is our 25 years that's amazing which is exciting it's a huge landmark I like to establish my age I'm 47 years old good get it girl and get it. I just think that you know um then you should respect me <laughs> <laughs> no I, I've earned I some that. level of of um I do respect you achievement not because of your age but I do because, so I am the eldest woman in the room you I are, am you the, are five years that my makes senior. me the matriarch here in this room but anyway no. <laughs> um so I have five children my oldest child 21 and my youngest is 11 so there's a 10-year gap and um and that's an interesting span. a 10-year yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. it's I know kind of an mean. interesting um dynamic in our in our family um we have lived in a lot of places yeah, yeah um have. and now we actually do live here in utah and and, and some of your living it. has been out of the country and so that's yeah. really that's okay i yeah. didn't even know that oh yeah so we started our marriage here we mm -hmm. were here finishing school we lived in canada vancouver british columbia um and then when my oldest was 10 we packed up all five of our kids my youngest being six months old and or six weeks old and we moved to Beijing, China. No big deal. Wow. Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of intense. Wild um, ride for the swaps. It was awesome though. Whew. That eighteen months that we were in China are my are my favorite eighteen months of my entire really? life. Yes. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Fantastic. And came home, lost the house, lost everything. It was not awesome. Mm -hmm. But um but I would do it again. It was fantastic. Can you, can I interrupt with a question? Yeah. Are you able to identify something specific about what it was that was your life and your family's life in Beijing that could possibly be something that you might be able to 
re-encapsulate again? No, because there's Target here. There's <laughs> <laughs> no really when we're like, in China, like you know nothing some, yeah. else mattered. Okay, there you go. Then so that's it was the just thing. that central nothing focus. Nothing else on, mattered. Uh, like yeah. it didn't matter. The home decor didn't matter because that was an option. Your car didn't matter because one option. You know, like there nothing else mattered, and so. Mm-hmm. We just lived in this amazing bubble and we met amazing friends that we connected with because we were English speaking and we explored the most, like China, fascinating. Yeah. Absolutely culturally fascinating. And we just, we loved it. So that was awesome. Amazing. So you did answer the question, whether you realize it or not, because it was the point that nothing else mattered. Yeah. And that if, if any of us could strip that part away from our lives, which most of us that's just not real because of the choices that we made. I still, I can't do it. You can't replicate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my kids went to Chinese school. Mm-hmm. Instead of an American school. Yeah. They learned, my three oldest kids learned how to speak Chinese. Amazing. And um, just, you know, I can remember when we came home and they were going back to school for like the first day of their, uh, first day of school back home here in the U.S. And I was like, I remember saying to my daughter, Quincy, are you nervous? And she's like, no, I speak English here. You know, and so it really, for my kids, it became this benchmark of they could do hard things. Absolutely. They just weren't afraid. Mm. So it was, it was good. Really good experience. experience. Yeah. Yeah. Then you came back, some things went awry. Things went awry, and that is the theme of my life. Things going awry. Um, I'm not laughing because it's funny. Just because you know. Because I know, and I know also just, man, when I think of Dr. Sis's Oh, the Places You Will Go, and I think of Heidi Swap in that context, like, forget it forget about geography oh the places you have been yeah. like really in your life the experiences that you have had the the refiner's fire in your life has been burning strong in a lot of different directions right so your path is taking you a lot of places geographically but also in your experiences and then um and then scrapbooking became a part of your story yeah for somewhere sure. along the way for sure um and and that's kind of where becky enters in um, I was always a scrapbooker. Mm-hmm. And quick re- recap on scrapbooking. When I was born, there were scrapbooks. My There were scrapbooks of my parents' courtship. There were scrapbooks about my parents when they were young. So both sides of my family, scrapbookers. Super cool. And um, I didn't know people didn't scrapbook. I really believed everybody was scrapbookers. Mm-hmm. And so it was just part of our family culture. And um, when I was 12 years old, my, my brother, my little brother, who was third of four kids, passed away in an accident. Mm-hmm. And it was devastating for our family. And um, as a 12-year-old, oldest child, I kind of, as my mom was struggling, um, I kind of just like stepped in. And I remember just being very you know, concerned about her. Totally. But I won't forget, I, I don't forget the day that she came home um, from Hallmark with a big album and a bag full of Mrs. Grossman stickers. Hmm. And um, on the dining room, the dining room became a scrapbook table for one year. <clears throat> and that was really unusual for my mom. My mom was very organized, clean, everything has its place. So the fact that she allowed the very center of our home, which was the dining room, to be 
um, a complete disaster mm-hmm. for an entire year full of photos and stickers. And um, and what was interesting about that, there wasn't a time frame. She worked on it as she could. Um, but having those photos and stories, that that was how our family dealt. Um, he never was left out of conversations. We talked about him. That was allowed. We laughed and we cried. And and I remember being jealous of that scrapbook. Like, I wanted a scrapbook of my whole life. You know, it was yeah. awesome. And we loved it. And for my entire life, that scrapbook sat on the coffee table in our living room. Wow. It was his position. Um, he was not left out of a conversation. When we met new people, they got to learn about him. Hey, there's no Kleenexes here. I, <laughs> nope, I feel like that you don't is even my know. My bad. Oh, she's gonna reach for whatever <laughs> Look, she I can find. Them. This could go really bad. <laughs> I really love that because I feel like that that documenting kept kept his presence in your lives, right? Well, and and, and really helped him. in the healing. Absolutely. In the totally healing process. Him. Like your mom, That's kudos amazing. to your mom for making that a priority and creating that, which was not just a gift for herself, which you and I know intimately how much documenting and preserving of memories and and photographs is a powerful healing tool. It's a powerful coping mechanism. It's powerful um, in terms of being therapeutic and all of those things, but a gift for the whole family is what that ended up being. That's incredible. So all of our kids know his name is Quinn. Yeah. And um, very, a very special, but also very pivotal point in my life. to my core, it was important to me. Stories were important. And so I was a scrapbooker. It wasn't, um, I didn't know about acid-free. I didn't care. I was also a Mrs. Grossman sticker collector. Don't, I mean, you mind, who was don't mind me. Like, I had the amazing collection. Yeah, um, same. <laughs> and um, so when I was in high school, it didn't matter. And then on into, um, I served a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I served in Portugal. And um, and that was for 18 months, right? Well, ooh, it should have been. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I didn't know this. When I was out for 11 months, I got hit by a car. Heidi. <gasps> what? How did I not know this? It was a massive accident. And my leg, um, my leg was broken straight in half like dangling oh awesome yeah my and um, <laughs> i did not know this you didn't know no. this about me i mean i have no, i mean awesome... listen we've known each other a long time and my memory is not the very <laughs> well best. i'm glad that so if you i haven't scrapbooked it i'm not gonna probably <laughs> right <remember it. laughs> no i don't remember yeah, this at so all so quick you know um oh. i'm living in portugal and four lane highway i was crossing with somebody who we were teaching I had a brand new companion that I was training, and um, I managed to push the woman that we were teaching out of the way in the nick of time, mm. and I got and I got hit, and so oh um, I had to have surgery, and then I got a very significant staph infection that almost took my leg, and so oh I was gosh. in the hospital um, for and a total in Portugal, in Portugal for right. a total of six weeks trying to get the infection under wow. control. Wow. No, I think to myself, you guys, if this had been my child. Oh, man. I, oh. I don't, like, how did my mom not come? I, it was just, it's crazy. 
So um, I was there for four more months and my bone would not heal because the infection was just really mm. tough. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. I came home and my husband and I got engaged right away. And strangely enough, okay, this story could go on for a really long time. Oh, quickly. I'm sure. So <laughs> I love we, it. Um, we'd been dating. So we started dating when I was a senior in high school and he served a mission and then I served a mission and then, so it was five years and we got married got you. and, um, moved to Canada and, um, for all kinds of, this would be a totally another different podcast, but I had infertility issues mm-hmm. and, um, I lost a portion of my reproductive system in this whole process and, um, was told I wouldn't have kids. And so we um, were kind of going with the flow, didn't know if, if we would or if we wouldn't, and it took us a while, it took us four years, and then, and then Colton came. And um, anyway, he's, he's my oldest, he's my 21-year-old, he's the one that just came home from a mission, he was serving in Japan, um, and he was born with a, with a birth defect that, I, that we weren't expecting. Mm-hmm. And um, he was born with a condition that's called hemifacial microtia. And that means that the left side of his face is underdeveloped. And he also doesn't have an ear and um, has an, an, uh, it's an underdeveloped jaw and sinuses, everything on his, on his face. So um, he's just preparing to go under a very extensive full-scale facial reconstructive surgery. So wow, twenty one years so in exciting. the making. So yeah. and scary, and phenomenal that we live in an age where that's yeah. even an option. Yeah. Um. Did he have other surgeries as a kid? No. Oh, so this is the first this because he mm-hmm. was able to fully function. Yeah, and because he really he just had to to finish growing. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, it's just you know when we talk about the journeys like um. Nothing has has just gone. <laughs> simply according to plan right no. and so um i have this all well documented in my scrapbooks yeah you do and um scrapbooking at a very young age so when i had this baby i was actually living in canada we moved to arizona and my cousin and i loved to scrapbook and my cousin um was taking this magazine the creating keepsakes magazine she'd always tell me about it but i didn't need a magazine to tell me how to scrapbook. Like I just did free form. <laughs> you totally. did you. Yeah, you did. And um, who needs those stupid magazines? At the time, <laughs> I had a twenty-five dollar a month budget, and um, I got to go to the scrapbook store once a month. It was very exciting. This is in Arizona, um, right? This is in Arizona, uh-huh. and I got to. So my husband would take the baby without fail. It's a big deal. It was a big deal. And you had the allotted budget. So like... Yeah, it was... And I used that money very wisely. I'm sure you did. It goes fast at the Uh, scrapbook store. (laughs) Anyway, my cousin was a fan of the magazine, big fan of Becky Higgins. And by reading the journaling through the magnifying glass, was able to discern that Becky was moving (laughs) back to her area from wherever you'd been at medical school. Yeah, I was in Utah, actually. David and I were going to school. Oh, okay. And so we were on our way. We we were finishing, graduating, and we were headed to Arizona for medical school. That was the context. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, (laughs) Nancy 
called information 411 <laughs> she sure did that <laughs> is awesome becky's phone number uh-huh calls her up yeah. and says i'm a big fan and if you know nancy if nancy's listening <laughs> she gushes she is the number one best cheerleader gusher and and just like will just tell you how much she loves you with zero shame with zero reserve and just i mean i'm sure becky just got an ear full and they became friends that's the thing. It's weird, right? It's kind of a weird thing. But when she called me, you guys, so this doesn't happen. This this doesn't happen these days. This is 21 years ago. Yeah, this sure is. This is a long time ago. I'm glad you did the math. Way to go. Well, Colton was... <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 of course. Cause, Maybe four yeah. months old. Yeah. But she called me and she's like, my name is Nancy. I know you don't know me, but I'm a big fan and I just love you. And I read in your journal, like just like you said. And and on the other end, you would think I would be like, you are crazy. And I don't know how you got my number. But Please never call me. And I'm calling to get it unlisted right now. Because <laughs> nowadays we have DMs, right? If you really yeah. want to like reach out to somebody, that is the, you know, that's the, the normal way to do it, I guess. Anyway, so she calls me and my response was not being freaked out. I was really flattered, but more than flattered, I was really um, captivated by Nancy. Becky invited her over <laughs> to her house. Sure did. Wow. So I'm like, yeah, come on over. Bring your husband, bring your little sweet Emily girl. And I'm writing this new book. I'm writing a book. And, and I, can I take photos of yeah, her and then I scrapbook your, your photos? Yeah. You know what? Good for all of you. I seriously love people like Nancy, though. I don't know Nancy, but hearing how she is, because I think we have everybody who knows her loves her Uh, for sure. And I think we have this serious lack of like when we think good things about other people or we like see something awesome in other people. I think it's so awesome when people who feel that have the courage to be like, I just wanted to let you know what you're doing is awesome. I see you and good for you and you're great yes because i see things like that all the time in other people and i try to be I good about vocalizing it never right? That. <laughs> right i would have been intimidated or yeah you know whatever no we that, need a few more Nancy's. really really good about that and yet that's why i think heidi you're validating me she would love nancy nancy would love her because they have that similar quality and there's no fear in reaching out in love there's yeah. no fear mm-hmm. in just saying to other especially other women like you're amazing and i love you so that's what that's what Nancy did. I actually yeah. I, it was a very reciprocal. And so then what happened? Like it was. Oh, so then we so Nancy and I became friends. I didn't know of you. I think she right. might have mentioned that she had a cousin that scrapbooks and that's fine. But like there was no connection yet. But then was it um, when I started doing those like gatherings at my house? And yeah. Nancy was coming. Yeah. And Nancy said, why don't you come out and go scrapbooking? And, and it was an hour and a half drive. Yeah. To get because I was like the very, very south end of the greater Phoenix area, and Becky and Nancy were at the very, very north end totally as far away in the valley in the Phoenix area that you could possibly get from one another. I was eight and a half months pregnant with Courtney. Why did you come? (gasps) Oh man, do you even remember? Like, why? Because I'm crazy because I like to scrapbook. That's true because it's Heidi because I don't sleep, you know, whatever. (laughs) And so, and so I got in my car. Um, I was thrilled. So I, so Corey is my second oldest child and I was pregnant, really pregnant. And, um, I drove with all my crap, you know, I loaded (laughs) up my stuff, went out to Becky's house and I stayed the entire night. She sure did. Full scale all nighter. All night. Wait, like till the dawn? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
Are you guys serious? <laughs> totally. I didn't, I you didn't guys know are wild. <laughs> An all night scrapbook marathon. <laughs> that is so great. And we just, I don't even think I scrapbooked one else. Yeah, I, I was I don't think you did. so, wow. I was just like, it, it was a whole different style. First of all, I'd never made a double page layout. That's right. I Do you know I that? Never... I don't even know what that means. Okay, I know. But <laughs> are you so talking funny. about Let like define this thing side by side? Yeah. Is that like okay? Side by side. So pages. That it, like, looks, so it looks like one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so no, anyone that knows that. Heidi and knows me and we and you know that we besides being friends that we honor each other's like, like thing. Extreme and how differences. Different we are. Yes. <laughs> and so Heidi's coming from this world of like totally free like whatever and it's on a page and i'm very methodical like two page spread because if you're looking at a page you're looking at the one next to it had never even crossed my mind never right. would have crossed my <laughs> clearly i didn't even know what you meant no you don't have to <laughs> so yeah so that was like that i was... spent that night looking at becky's yeah. scrapbooks and just being like oh wait you're supposed to make it look good no <laughs> <laughs> Because in my oh family, my it was gosh. just like plunk the photos on the page. And, and I, you know, I was a little more creative than that. But if you see my pre-Becky Higgins pages, it's pretty awesome. Do you want to oh. hear my crowning jewel scrapbook memory? Because I joke about not scrapbooking. I totally used to scrapbook. But um, I made this page and I was so proud of myself where I, I made the layout. It was a 12 by 12 and I put a Christmas tree like made a little freeform Christmas tree and then I cut circles <laughs> of everyone's faces. I love it. Oh, <laughs> yes. And yes. I made them ornaments. Oh, bless you. Oh, we'll put it in show notes. Oh, please, let Because oh, I was, and so I looked good. at that page and I was like, yes, <laughs> I oh, yeah. am amazing at this. <laughs> well, I don't even remember what we talked about so much that night. I Do you? I don't. It was scrapbooking, right? Here's what like, I remember. Oh, good. Inside Becky's office, I'd never seen an office like this. <laughs> the level of organization. I am the antithesis, whatever that word antithesis. is, of organization. And, and I'm not shy about that. And you can come right on over to my house and I'll prove it. Right, right. Um, Becky had every pen, colored pen, completely organized, labeled, and then like sheets of paper that would doc document the pen color like I mean the level of organization is so high but that wasn't what so that wasn't crazy. what traumatized me the thing that traumatized me <clears throat> was that she would do you remember those like back of the toilet tear off Mary Inglebright oh heck calendars yeah. like oh, yeah one quote a day mm. oh yes. yeah Becky had those organized by topic <laughs> in her filing cabinet what I don't even know why, but I was Becky, like, that's I, next level. It's so precious. Oh my gosh. Like borderline. My whole life, I just ripped it off and threw it away. That Who would even like know? Borderline organized. <laughs> I to organize these. It was like. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys. The question. Hold on, Beck. I have a question. Please, no, I In your organized hoarding, do you still have the files of the ripped off calendars? The answer is, I'll keep it clean on the show. Heck to the no. I do not. I've let all of that go. But at the time, and we laugh about it. Like, seriously, my head hurts because I'm laughing so hard over here with your like, <laughs> recollections of what my life used to be like. Um, I'm, I am an innately organized person. I embrace that as much as you embrace your, like, chaotic, artistic, like, you know. Just... Except that yours is admirable. Okay, no, anyway, keep whatever. going. <laughs> keep going. Whatever. 
Oh, dude, don't even get me started. The admiration that we all have for your level of creativity is far. It doesn't matter, right? Like we're all different, but um, but no, I don't. It's not. That's not a value to me anymore. But it was at the time, and I love what I did and how I did it. Yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. It was. Becky was very inspiring to me. I had a, a lot of light bulb moments and it did. It affected the way that I scrapbooked and the way that I documented and the way that I photographed and it was good. It was really, um, it was really good for me. And obviously Becky was someone I was supposed to meet. And that's how I feel. And the connection was good and it was immediate. That's why she stayed all night. <laughs> that's why she pulled an all nighter. She pulled uh, an all- I mean, do you even remember, did David come home that night from school? Like, I, don't I don't remember. I don't have a lot, a ton of, I mean, <laughs> we got together point. socially several other we times. Did. We did, and so yeah. I know, you know, I know David and, um, and admire his high level of organizations as well. <laughs> you guys are just I like just a sometimes heaven. Want to be a fly on the wall of their like pillow, pillow talk, talk and oh, thinking like Becky, we've got to talk about how to organize the post-its oh, stop, like this. Stop. I just remember this needs to get under there control. was a point that they were having this really major life discussion about switching their Disney VCR <laughs> Library to Disney DVD. Don't library. It's too much. It's too much. And they were having to talk about how they were going to (laughs) transition. This was an important life transition, and they wanted to make sure they laid the groundwork for a lasting. I I just remembered. I would just think I don't. I don't even. Oh, wait, what's happening? I'm gonna die. David's gonna love hearing all of this. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, anyway, okay. we've got I to digress. Like, going. No, this is so good. This I love is it. So good. And this is the origins of. I mean, like to fast forward. You know, many uh, years later, because we both ended up having a working relationship with American Crafts, which I is know. a company. Who would have thought that? Yeah. Whoever. Who would have ever thought? Because they've been around longer than you and I were personal brands but yeah. you know but anyway but um that's kind of you know we've had these parallel lives within this industry because then what ended up happening for well for me I was already with creating keepsakes I was their creative editor you guys know my story um that we've shared here and that you probably just would know if you've already been following but um but that was like where it became kind of full circle is because then it, it was it the um what was that contest called was it that yeah the uh, i i scrap, won the scrapbook hall, hall of fame hall of fame, hall of fame. <gasps> you're a hall of famer a i was famer. 2000 oh. way to go it was yeah. a good year was it in the year 2000 it, yeah dude we are so old it like, was good just to really put this year. in perspective do you know what year i graduated high school oh boy oh, no. Don't. here we go the year 2000 oh that's oh, precious it's a special year <laughs> i already had you know I was pregnant with Quincy yeah. when that happened. Yes. And the only reason why I did that contest is because I wanted the $500 because I wanted a camera. There you oh, go. that's so cool. I took that money mm-hmm. and bought a camera at Costco. And I started to learn photography from Allison Tyler Jones, mm-hmm. who I still continue to worship. And um, anyway, so scrapbooking at that time, huge part of my life, um, where Becky was kind of in the editorial aspect, I moved into product development. I worked at um, Making Memories. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I remember And then that. I went on to have my own brand with Advantis. Mm-hmm. And um, the ups and downs and ins and outs are 
fascinating. And then um, five years ago is where when I landed at American Crafts, which is where I am right now. And, and um, I have insurance something. and a W two. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And, and good night. <laughs> um, we Be- the Becky Higgins brand partnered with American Crafts. Oh, gosh, <clears throat> I don't before even... me. Was it before you? Okay, thank you. Because I About couldn't even six remember. Months, maybe. Oh, so just that's man. That was a big time for American Crafts. Really big. Like they were really. getting serious about their collaborative efforts so american crafts which has been around forever and so my my um relationship with them is licensing and distribution like they took over what david and i were like no thank you and that's been a blessing we're still partnered with them in that way but that's so it's all the physical production of everything project life they really stepped in and took over and that is literally the way that our physical product that we created got into all the retail stores it was amazing. So, and then, so our our relationship, yours and mine with American Crafts is a little different, um, but your brand and my brand have both been connected to American Crafts, which has meant that that was a very easy transition for us to as, as friends, but also as professional collaborators to go, well, here's a good idea. And so then when, I, I don't know, a few years ago, whenever it was, we did a handful of co-branded Heidi Swap with Project Life. Those are some of my daughter's favorite. Oh, we have so many Heidi Swap Project Life products. They are Lucy's fave. Yeah, they're so good. Loves them. Yeah, that was that was good. That was a good experience. That was really a good experience. And but, you know, it doesn't take long for things to evolve, evolve, evolve for both you and for me. And so maybe a good way to kind of we, we we have an actual topic that Heidi's gonna also, <laughs> and so and that'll this be in part two. We're gonna talk about oh how gosh. to organize your pens just in case of an emergency, <laughs> right? Just in case the apocalypse yes. comes. Just you gotta know where, where that need... lavender, that shade yeah. of lavender. You guys you know, shade you eleven all day long, but you know the joy that I feel when I am organized. It, it's not about pens anymore, but it's, it's about, about snacks socks or snacks or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, be, it's about podcast outlines, which we don't have one for today. Of course, we kind of threw that out the window, didn't we? You know what? We kind of did. Who needs we them? do us. <laughs> we That's just right. do us. Okay. So where are you today? Like what are your professionally speaking? What are the Heidi Swap projects and things going on and where people can find you? And then let's dive in and talk about other stuff although this has been just as valuable (laughs) and entertaining um so things so in in a lot of respects things are not a lot different um i still develop creative products that you can use in scrapbooking and also card making or home decor mostly paper-based products Mm -hmm. but a few other things um my products can be found at Michael's and at Joanne, sometimes at Hobby Lobby. Um, the pendulum kind of swings between those and then also in independent stores that are actually all over the world, mm-hmm. um, which is a, a fun part of working with American Crafts. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> and then I also, okay, so scrapbooking was my hobby and photography was my hobby. And then all of a sudden it became a business which is a passion and it's fun but you still need a hobby and right. so um and so a few years ago almost uh i would say almost four years ago no three years ago i bought a really large wood cutting machine 
It sure did. And um, <laughs> it's spectacular. Uh-huh. <laughs> so in, th- those of you who have a cricket or a silhouette, it's basically that just four feet by eight feet, and you can cut wood. And um, that became my hobby. And I rent a little space that is, <clears throat> I actually don't know how big it is, but it's big enough to house that. And now I have actually like a full-scale work um, wood shop with band saws and mm. table saws and chop saws and everything. And you guys, like... I didn't know this was born out of a, like an <clears throat> interest in having a hobby. Like yeah, that's, so I that's just, why you initiated that? So I have severe ADD. Right. And so you would know that just by looking at my product line and my life. I just <laughs> and, and I consider it a superhero, a super power. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just get very distracted and I find myself being way more focused when I have a lot of things to focus on, which doesn't make any sense. But it it's how to. I work. Yeah, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to. And so I don't see anything linear in my head. I don't see any list in any lines. <laughs> I only see very, very scattered fragments. I'm only laughing. <laughs> I know, right? You know, We've I'm had this conversation. You know I'm laughing because of how, how like, I can't function. Yeah. I can't even function if my tabletop isn't clean and my list isn't made. Like, Which is I, why I continue to walk into <laughs> areas of my house and I just think to myself, this would never happen in Becky Higgins' house. <laughs> because I, I honestly, like, the level of chaos... Oh. The lack of routine, the lack of planning that encompasses my life is so high level. If if Becky is at one end of the spectrum, I am quite literally at the very, very I other end. I think I'm less structured than you think I am. That is a conversation for another day. Okay. I really do think You'll that have that to really prove that to me. Especially lately. <laughs> Especially lately, right? Like you, you guys know. Okay, so, <clears throat> so, so you found this hobby then outside of like scrapbooking as a career was really fulfilling and fun. And it just brings me tons of joy to be creative in that aspect. That's so fun. There's no rules. There's no deadlines except for now. Um, I work there with my oldest son, and he sort of holds me accountable. Yeah. Um, but I do whatever I want, and it is so fun. And usually what happens is I make something that I want. For example, a mm-hmm. tabletop donut wall. Bam. I love I those. Just wanted Which is super cute. You guys can see a donut it on wall. Instagram. Yeah. And I really right? only wanted it because I was hosting classes, and we like to have treats. And so I made one. And, and now we sell them. <laughs> it's a little Stop out of control. It. It's Stop out of control. It. How many? They're for sale. Yes. <laughs> Where can people find them? You know that that's going to be a question that's popping up in someone's mind oh, right this my second. Gosh. Where are these found? So Hello Heidi Shop. Go to, and so that little hobby is called Hello Heidi Wall Art. Okay. Hmm. And now it's also known as Colton's College Fund. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, because we made the decision that we're not, we're not going to pay for our kids um, educations yeah so very cool wait did you say where to find it is that a website or hello heidi shop is is the the website and instagram is hello heidi waller and you can find it if you go to just heidi swap you can link to it through my profile and stuff like that but um but it's pretty funny it's a thing and um so that kind of thing like I never would have been like, oh, you know what I'm going to make is donut walls. <laughs> I just made like one and idea. then three people asked me for one and yeah. then seven people asked me for one. And then I thought I should put this up on the shop. Like this is how I work. I of don't course. plan anything. Yeah. So it's awesome. <laughs> um, I love that so And much. we will be at Swiss Days 
in September. Swiss Days is a an event in Utah, right? It's a huge kind of boutique event, and um, it's in Heber, Utah, okay. and it's the last weekend of August, oh, and it is so a nice. big freaking deal. So I've um, never been, Heidi. Like maybe I should go. I know I've never been either. And I like I we lived in Utah for a short time. Yeah, she's giving us a look. Okay, so how about we make it a goal to come to Swiss Days? It's fantastically. You had her at scones, right? Well, it's not just scones, but it's also homemade raspberry jam. But anyway, oh (gasps) come on, long. I mean, a lot of people come. This place lights up, and the. And you have to get accepted to be a vendor there. Okay. And in fact, I was accepted um, three years ago. No, actually, it'll be four years ago. And not accepted for the last three years and just accepted no again. No way. Yeah. So it's really like... Yeah. The donut wall brought is, you home. Uh, it could, yeah, it might be the donut wall. Um, but... Wow. It's just... It's it's interesting. So really cool stuff. Everything is, is handmade. Yeah. Um, and so... I don't. I won't be there selling my my product that you would buy at Michaels or whatever. Um, it's all these wood things. Chris things. Decor. <laughs> it will mostly be Halloween and Christmas. It's gonna be decor. amazing. So, okay, and really I have to tell you, Heidi might remember this. So, kind of when I came into this world and started being active on social media, I f- I don't even know how I found you, but the first one of the first things was. A story Heidi was doing on her Instagram about this new, the new Halloween product that she had coming out. <laughs> and if you know me, I'm like borderline obsessed with you Halloween. You love Halloween. I so love, I think you, it's because Heidi. it's I like love Halloween. Yeah, the both- first in the holiday season living in Arizona. It's kind of like the. Do you want to know why I like line? it? Yeah, why? There's no meal. <gasps> well, that actually, I have sense. a meal. Well, you can have a meal, but I don't. I don't. I am strictly candy. My meal was one that I inherited from my husband's traditions. He was like, he demands very little out of me, like literally nothing. But by golly, there will be chili on Halloween. Like there's no, there's no negotiating that one. But I saw these things and I was like, I've never seen any Halloween decor like this. And this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. So I left. And I went to like several Joann's to get like every single piece <laughs> of these signs she has that have these amazing, like, what are they called? The lights that lights run through lights. them. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's much like fun. this tube of light that goes into your wood. Oh, the, the neon. Yeah. The neon. They're, you make like these neon. Anyway, I, I DM'd Heidi like They're eight so times great. and I'm like, They're I so love great. this so much. Yeah. You just changed my life with this oh, Halloween decor. I, I love it so much. that you had reached out to her. And Heidi was so sweet and didn't think I was a nut job. And said, oh, thank you. No, I, I love it. I love all the conversations that come in. I don't love Halloween the way that you guys do. And we're still friends. Thank it's you. fine. It's fine. Well, every time you remind me, right? And every time you remind me of that, I like it's put like, it on my to-do list of like convert change. Becky convert to holidays. I have, I just have like all these phobias about Christmas. It's There's never going to be, it's never going to be good enough. It's never going to be pure enough. It's never going to be stress-free enough i mean this actually makes a lot of sense it just like, really emotionally and psychologically i don't like I'm it not because it's funny but like even more so why you love halloween so much because just the no meal aspect that's a legitimate reason to love halloween and free candy Duh. stop it who yeah. doesn't love that right all right? day long so plus okay. i kind of like to scare the neighbors anyway so <laughs> wood shop like so now people know where the- so yeah so i've got the wood shop so heidiswap.com yes and my Heidi Swap Instagram, and I also have like um, an Instagram that is really only my products. What's that? Which one? is called it's so it's at Heidi Swap Shop. Okay. 
And um, my Instagram is a mixed bag. And I have some issues about that. (laughs) Issues in a good way or issues in a... Well, you know, I I am jealous of people who just have like a nice streamlined... Are you though? Instagram. Yeah. Is it really jealousy? Beautiful ones. I I love beautiful feeds. Yeah, I do too. But like... Mine's never going to look like that. It's never going to be all edited to be like the same color tones. Mm -mm. Basically, I don't have a photographer. Basically, why should... Why should your I mean, I do have a photographer, but not one that like follows me around and I don't coordinate my outfits. Right. You know, I don't know. I don't. (laughs) I know. And I I have some guilt associated with that. Like I think to myself, why don't I have a beautiful feed? Hmm. Because on one minute I'm talking about adding gold foil to wedding invitations. The next minute I'm talking about pornography addiction. And frankly, I feel bad for people who follow me. Really though? Oh no no! Really? <laughs> Let me tell you the perspective from just, the outside though. Uh, like I know about, and, and what we're talking about is there's there's different matrix you can kind of adhere to on your feed, so it looks very uniform and very clean. Um, I've actually tried to do that on mine. Like I have a matrix I use. It never works because if I don't have like three posts in between graphics and sometimes I have something really important I want to say and I'm like but wait a minute I don't have an opportunity till next Thursday because I have to have the matrix and so I finally totally threw that out and because your feed is a reflection of you I love your feed I never once have looked at your feed Do you and been like know oh my it's so Instagram strategy yeah me. There in is the morning one. when I wake up at 7 a.m uh-huh. I flick through my feed and pick something and I talk about it like Beautiful. honestly I do not ha- I don't put anything into a planner I should this no, is you I mean it would be really responsible of can me, I but- get on a soapbox for a moment yeah can I share my opinion about that yeah um this this is a you know si- I, I, is this a two-part like podcast episode <laughs> okay no this is so good I have so- actually have a question as I'm listening to you talk I think I want to know how I want to like wrap this all up and like bring it in oh really so Can you I just sh- get ready I, so I'm gonna keep going I'll yeah go with say my, your thought and then I'm gonna my Instagram anecdotal opinion is that um to each their own of course right so when I think of those beautiful curated feeds I don't I don't feel jealous that's why I said are you sure it's jealousy yeah, that you I'm feel? Beh- I don't feel jealous. I feel like good for them, right? They're, they're on brand. They've got it looking cohesive. That's amazing. I'm going to do me. You do you. Like, of course, we all understand that we're all adult enough to know, like, like, come on, we shouldn't be, we shouldn't be jealous. I'm shaking my I finger. Know, at Heidi. I know. Having said that. Except for I'm still a girl. <laughs> if, if I may, I think that there are too many professionals, um, but grown women in particular, who are putting too much thought into something that really in the grand scheme of things just isn't worth the stress that we cause ourselves when we get all worked up about what we think we should or should not be doing and what i'm talking about is all of it i mean like when we post how we post how Mm -hmm. it looks what's the strategy and I and I feel that way now, which is different than a couple of years ago. And there was a season, there was a time, my team will tell you, back me up on this, that we were posting nine posts a day. Nine, I, I probably, good, you know I probably would have unfollowed you, that, to be quite I know, honest. I know, right? That's a lot. That's and that's fine. Lot. And I probably lost followers. I also gained followers because right. there was a strategy in that, blah, blah, blah. My point is, is I have truly gotten to the point right now. I'm a mixed bag, just like you are, of course. I'm talking about things all over the place. And, and quite frankly, we haven't talked about this, but do you get criticism for the way you post and what you post and what you don't post? And 
I do. You don't? I totally no. do. And people have an opinion about what they think I should or should not be doing. And it's okay. It's really okay. I'm just going to do whatever comes up, you know? And it's not planned. It's not strategized. I actually am the same as you right now. Kind of wake up and go, well, I what's think on my mind the, today? You know, the last part of my story, and I know you want to wrap it up, and um, just the the last part of my story is that, you know, in me, like, living this very you know, not a perfect life, but telling my story um, and thinking that I was doing, you know, feeling like I was doing my best. My family was important to me. I was running my business. I was following my passion and, um, and really having fun. Like I'm a fun, I, I like, I'm a fun lover. Totally. And um, in 2015, so we're talking almost four years ago, we, we lost my second oldest son, Corey, to suicide when he was 16. And, um, and it was just a gigantic blow. And um, I thought that I had a good family, you know, and, and in my mind, if, a, if somebody was suicidal, if there was a suicide, that meant that things were not good, you know. And, um, and obviously, all I could think was that there I wondered if people were thinking there must be something going on in that household that I, that isn't right. obviously on the scrapbook pages. It's not on the social media. Right. You know, you're hiding something. And, um, and, and so basically uh, I had, I, 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 I got bucked off, off the horse r- really hard. And I didn't, I didn't want to tell that story. Right, I'd always told the stories, um, most of the stories, you know, and and I can remember when my when my son passed away, I I sat in that hospital room because I had about twenty four hours with him, and and he he was um, being sustained by machines, and my husband was traveling back from where he had been, and <clears throat> I was trying to think of a story to tell, hmm. a lie that would make this seem reasonable, a story that I could actually scrapbook or tell somebody. Um, And it took me a full 24 hours to make the decision that I was going to tell that story, even though I thought that everybody was going to come at me and be like, oh, some kind of mom you are. Right. You know, like what's really going on or good moms don't lose their kids to suicide and it looked from the outside like you had this air quotes perfect family from these photos from these scrapbook pages look how perfect you were and now you're telling us this you know and I was so afraid um but the opposite happened and when I told the story and as I continue to tell the story Nothing but love and support comes back in the biggest, most unimaginable way that I could ever imagine. I I mean, like I said, I couldn't have imagined this. (laughs) I never would have imagined any of this. And so I think the most biggest, most important thing, like as as we talk about like, oh, when my little brother died and, and this scrapbook healed us, and, and kept his memory alive. And when Nancy reached out to Becky and said, I, I'm, 
a fan of yours and I want to know you in real life. And when Becky brought people in and said, let's scrapbook together and let's tell our stories, we became connected in a way that you don't get connected with anybody else. Not just because it's 3 a.m., but also because it's 3 a.m. <laughs> yeah. Also because it's 3 a.m. Yes. But when you are sitting in a group of group and people have photos of the things that they love most mm-hmm. and they're laughing and they're showing each other the photos and they're telling the behind the scene, the behind the scrapbook stories, this connection is real and it's validating and it's where you're like, oh, me too. Me too. Even when you're like Becky and I and you're on the absolute opposite ends of the spectrum, Becky and I can sit there and say, me too, because we know the story, because the story connects. And it doesn't have to be beautiful stories or curated stories. It doesn't even have to be fantastically photographed stories. And I know for a fact that there are photos in Becky's scrapbook that's like, a blurry photo and she'll like be like well this was intentionally because yeah. you know <laughs> and she'll like tell you why that this blurry crappy photo got in there but because it told a story doesn't have to be perfect the mm-hmm. story is there and and i think that right here which isn't exactly the topic that that we planned on visiting about but the essence of scrapbooking is that it connects Number one, it connects you to you. And it's it's so undervalued it connecting is. you to you. Looking at this photo and saying, this is me. Good, bad, or ugly, this is me. And it took a lot for me to get here. And I'm going to honor that. And this is my life. And it might not be perfect. But it's mine. And I'm going to own it. And I'm going to celebrate it for what it is. And for what it isn't. Number two, it connects us with the people that are also in the photos. These loved ones. These people that we have responsibility to tell their stories because they might not be able to. They might not remember. They might not get it yet. But if we look around at the teenagers and the, and the young adults, the young people right now that are experiencing major depression and anxiety, not knowing exactly where they belong because they don't fit in with their friends or they're not getting the likes or they're not really sure, then they dang well need to know where they belong and what their story is and from the beginning to the end and why it matters. And so that's that connection number two. Connection number three is the people that we will never meet that will get to know our stories, hmm. that will be influenced by that. And interestingly enough, on this in, in, in the world that we live, that is further reaching than I think you or I would have ever even speculated about I totally 21 agree. years ago. Totally agree with you. But there's somebody in the Philippines that knows my story and has been struggling with something the same and and something that I said might give some sort of comfort or relief or perspective. And um and so that connection between the connection with yourself, the connection with your family, the connection with the community, whatever that community is, so important to that well-rounded piece. And, and I think that it takes kind of all of those pieces to kind of help you connect then with, with God, with your purpose, with what you're here to do. 
And as we kind of can say, like I said, my life isn't perfect. I've had every pitfall that, that I'd never imagined. And my life isn't like yours. It's, like, it's only like mine. But even though we're not the same, we can connect and understand and appreciate. Um, and it's just, it's so important. And I think that you talk to a person like Becky who's like, tell your story on Project Life. And a person like me is like, tell your story however you want. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care how you tell your story. I don't care either. There's a million ways but it needs to be tangible it needs to be done and in your hands it needs to be something that you can yeah that you can hold and the reason that's so important is because when you can hold it it becomes truth and when there's a photo to back it up it's real and i cannot underestimate the importance of that. Some stories are harder to tell than other stories. But it doesn't mean that it's any less important or valid. Um, Our children need to know. And in this world where everything's going way faster than it ever has, we benefit so much from the stories that each other has to tell and um, and I think that's what makes it worth it you know and so you you asked me earlier before you know what what makes this worth it mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you know and I, a lot of people will say like well I'm so behind And I just think that every little piece that you do is one more piece that you have. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and... Um, and like you said, it's one more piece of your truth because when you do do something, no matter what it looks like, no matter what the format is, no matter what it, you know, looks like in the end, it's a, it now becomes more of your truth and your story because you did something with it instead of it just being a passing moment, a passing experience. And and we've talked so much about why documenting matters. You know that. It's a story that you and I both have lived for all these years, too, is helping people to understand why documenting matters. And I really appreciate that you specified the connections, the specific kind of connections that happen. <clears throat> you didn't even realize how organized you were with your bullet points. <laughs> Look at you. That was, that was a list. But like that first one, Heidi, I can't like when I when I talk about that part of it with people, I can't can't even like almost say the words the way I I feel them because it's so overlooked and undervalued how much we connect with ourselves and who we are and what we're about and how valuable our life and our story is when we do something with the memories with the pictures. We connect so on a such greater level. And we become more aware of everything in our life, not just the blessings, but so much more aware of what we could or should be doing or what we didn't realize we were thankful for. Well, and I, I want to add just one more, one little thing, because as moms, there's a lot of things that we won't do for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Amen. 
you know, but if it's for our kids or for the neighbor we hardly even know, <laughs> right? or the teacher, or, you know, like there's a whole myriad of things that we won't do for ourselves because we just don't put ourselves on the to-do list, right? Mm-hmm. Ooh, but topic, the magic, days for that. the magic about the documentation is that even though maybe the motivation doesn't seem like it's for us. We can tell ourselves or, or maybe we're thinking, you know, oh, I got to get this book done for this child. So, you know, cause it's about them and I love them and I'm doing this for them. The reality is that it blesses you. It blesses you with that time that you take to, to unplug from whatever else you're doing, letting your creativity go telling that story, letting, you know, I'll, I can geek out on all the neurotransmitters that calm your body, that allow you to process, that allow you to visit those memories and what that does chemically for your body. Um, it's for you. And you're, in the, in the words of, what what is it, L'Oreal? You're worth it. You're <laughs> worth it. <laughs> I love you, that. And it's real. It's yeah. like that really, really happens. And you've, you've added and shed light in a way that brings so much value, Heidi, on that topic that you know that I love talking about as well. But the way and, and you know, if you have enough, if you ever have an opportunity to see Heidi speak in person about mm-hmm. anything, really, but mm-hmm. on this topic that she and I have a shared passion for don't miss the opportunity because if if you if you sit and listen and absorb the things that you share with all of your heart and not feel something something is wrong with you <laughs> you need to check yourself you need to we gotta check, check in with my kids we gotta see what's wrong with this. <laughs> okay i want to tie a bow on this conversation and i have a okay. question to ask both of you okay okay We've talked a lot about how you're both at like totally opposite ends of the spectrum. You're totally united in like your goal with the connection with documenting, but have two very different ways of going about it, both of which are amazing. Okay. Okay. So in life, in motherhood, in all the ways, it's so important, like we were talking about, to do us, right? To do you better than anyone else. So what is one thing or one one tip, one thing, one way, one word of wisdom, whatever of how people can do them the best, best they can. Hmm. No pressure. That's a good question. Why didn't you text me this question first so that I could be <laughs> I thinking about it? And now we're going to edit out four minutes of silence while we ponder. <laughs> Becky, you go first. Yeah. I will. I will. I'll go first. Becky, that's a great question. We're going to turn it right back on you when we're done. Fair? Okay. I okay, like that's that idea. Fair. Okay. Um, the, for, I'll just go with my instinct, my instinct response to that question. And that is that I believe that each of us, um, feels along the way of our journey and, you know, on our path, we feel these nudges, these promptings, call it whatever you want, but we feel these things and we're too good at ignoring. We're just too good at letting those be fleeting thoughts. And we brush them off and we think, ah, that's just, that's crazy. Like that's, I don't know. That, I don't know if that's my truth. 
And so my answer would be, if we got better about being more in tune with that, with that inner voice, with that, with those, those impressions that we feel and not ignoring when those nudges happen, I think that we'd all be better at, at our level of integrity and in being who we really should be at doing life the way we should be doing it. Yes. Yeah. How about you? Good honey? answer. I think that my answer comes from what I've learned about myself in my own creative process is that when you try to know exactly what an outcome is, it's paralyzing. Oh my gosh. Totally. And, um, and I don't think that anybody's ever put it into words better than my friend Michelle who owns Mavara, which is a shared experience Ooh. that we have. Totally. But the message at Movara is to keep moving. Mm-hmm. And at Movara, it's, which is the fitness resort, um, that's about physical movement. And, you know, when you're sore, you don't feel like it. Don't expect to feel super motivated when you're, when you're down. And um, I think all of us can relate to just like, wanting maybe wanting someone to tell us what the outcome is or know exactly where we're going and and then maybe we would be willing to figure out how to get there um there has never been a time that i stepped into my creative space and knew whatever i was making was going to look like in the end Mm. there's never been a time that i knew what my booth was going to look like or what an invitation was going to look like like if i waited to know I would I would be and and it does it paralyzes me mm-hmm. if I try to think of that way I believe it's not trying to to be like anybody else or do like anybody else or or ha- have this perfection outcome in mind just do one thing at a time we always have one small thing we can and then comes this momentum and for me there's always resistance oh yeah oh yeah in starting anything resistance and and I talk to the resistance like (laughs) me too we're not friends (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know and um if I can just step over and you guys the resistance is not very tall Hmm. and if you can just step over that and into it into the process of doing and I don't and it's not just a creative process it's just doing anything there is motivation in the movement Mm -hmm. and um so I think my one thing would just to be to start yeah to move I love that and love that and that's kind of um what I would say too for myself is I think that doing you um, is never comfortable and um, it always requires movement long before you're ready or comfortable or <laughs> know what the outcome any of those things and I think for me one thing I had to really um, learn in my adult life I, I I really love the like if I do a plus b the, that equals c right and life is so not that way it's not like if you're a whatever you think a perfect mom is and you're going to have these perfect kids. That's just not how it is. And so I had to really, um, 
examine a why I felt like I needed a gold star like at the end of my day mm-hmm. every day and I needed to figure out why I needed that and I needed to stop needing that because I was looking for all these external validators or looking at like what a perfect mom was or what a perfect wife was or what a perfect businesswoman was because I wanted that gold star I wanted that like good job right and I had to get to a place where I stopped needing that and when I stopped needing that from anything or anyone outside of myself um it changed everything because I no longer was afraid to knock at the gold star Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, you're, when you have that forward, the forward motion, regardless of whether or not you're afraid, um, as you're in the process, things unfold, right? And and that's how I have found how to do me the best. What a great question. Thanks for rounding out this entire conversation with something so... She put us on the spot really good, didn't she? I knew I could do it with you too. (laughs) Holy cow. We've taken this conversation in so many directions that I am sure (laughs) our listeners feel like they're on the beds with us because, well, what we did was we had the forward motion and let it unfold. Yeah. And the way it was supposed to. There you go. Serious. This has been all over the place in the very best possible way. And I feel so grateful that we could align our stars logistically because that's not easy for you know busy women come on ever but Heidi and I we can we we are lucky if our paths can actually cross where we see each other in the first place but I feel really honored that we have an opportunity in this day and age to have microphones to have technology to have social media to have anything that allows us to share with one another it's not about what I'm saying, what you're saying, it's about us connecting. It goes back to what you were saying about connection. That we get to be alive during a time where we get to feel connected to one another, sitting here in person, thousands of people listening in ways that we could have never known before. And I feel really honored that we get to do that and that we get to have spent this time with you, Heidi, and to talk about such meaningful and also entertaining (laughs) well I know we could just we could talk and talk and talk and talk and I guess that's you know that's 21 years there in that um a very a very parallel path and um in in a lot of ways and I think that what is really awesome about all pod you know the podcasting world is just that ability to to connect and feel like you're not quite alone, but you can do it while you're also doing your laundry. Totally. So mm-hmm. you don't feel like you're... <laughs> yes. Oh, how many people listen to your right. podcast and tell you the things that they're doing, such as yeah. laundry, while they yeah. get to Yeah, well, that's to what you. I do while yeah. I'm, you know. Oh, so yeah. it's it's a wonderful, it's a good thing. It is. And we didn't emphasize enough. So on our way out, I want to make sure you guys understand that Heidi co-hosts a podcast called Light the Fight with her... Gosh, I mean, we could talk about that for days, but I feel like David who co-hosts the podcast with you is my therapist (laughs) because of the value that I feel in listening to the two of you have dialogue. I mean, you can explain it better than me, but listen to Light the Fight podcast and you will see the roles. Heidi is the mom. Heidi is the the woman who, who will never pretend or claim that she's got it all figured out. And so she's this, she's, she's just not pretending on anything and so she's this representing the very <laughs> real little, you're the every woman the every yeah, mom woman. who feels like Becky, why wait a minute seeing? why, are you why didn't Whitney Houston right? right now oh. it is Whitney Houston right I'm every woman come on yes okay 
Anyway, it she'll is. sing to us later. But um, yeah, I and then David is in real life is a, is a, he's a licensed therapist, a licensed therapist for yeah. Heidi. She he was for Corey. Um, he probably is for your whole family and, a, and has become, in my my impression, is a very dear friend. Mm-hmm. And that now he's na- Becky's therapist as well. Now he's my therapist. Now he's <laughs> everybody's now. therapist. Yeah. I need to give the man a big squeeze. Well, I really, I, just I, love him. I am very thankful for him because yeah. um, he is very generous mm-hmm. with his time and with his um, knowledge. Yeah. He's and, so smart. And he does it because there are so many people that need this information. Yeah, they do. And you need to listen um, to like the fight. You know, I'm not, it's hard for me to be like, this is so good. Why not? Because say it. It's it fine. is so we it. good. We say it. <laughs> we'll um, say it for you. We and, say it all the so, time. And so like, especially because when, when we talk about the level of authenticity, it's pretty uncomfortably high. Yeah. yeah. Um, sure is. But I go back and listen to it and learn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because none of the topics are very easy. And so um, they kind of require like you can you can learn 50% and then you go back and then there's still yeah, there's 50% still more. To, totally to learn because it's hard to, to take it all in. But, I can't wait um, to listen to this one back. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> with David. But I really right. mean that. Yes, with David, of course. <laughs> um, anyway, so thank you for that. And um and people who come to light the fight, um, I do recommend that you start at the beginning. I agree. And um, our beginning episodes were were rough, but it's definitely a foundational um, thing. Totally. And the first five to ten episodes are very foundational into what we always talk about. So it's mm. good to listen to those. And then awesome. speaking on. Um, on that and one last little thing I just want to make sure that people understand this about like where you are and what your current projects are because you haven't mentioned this I don't think really but you also have a video based podcast called oh yeah yeah oh by the way right like that other thing (laughs) yeah it's a new project I'm still tweaking it and it is so fun and my kids are like mom a video podcast is called a vlog but it's not a vlog. No, it's it's a really vlog. a video podcast. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Um, and I have brought women who are business owners, moms, but also um, it, so that they're entrepreneurs, so they're busy, but they probably aren't crafters. Right. And um, even though they take lots of photos and they have lots of stories to tell, yeah, they're not they're not really doing that. That. It's not their um, their main thing, mm-hmm. and so um, I actually use them as a muse, and create a project that is just specifically for them, and then share the share those projects. It's such a fun concept. It's so fun. It's refreshing. It's different, and it's very Heidi. It's very very Heidi. So <laughs> if you already love Heidi, you've already probably seen. Well, the and it's but. it's in its infancy, so it's. It's going to evolve. I love the infancy stage. Of but absolutely like I annoying. said, <laughs> if I sat and stressed out about it, exactly right. what it looked like, then you I would, would never, never do it. No, and you so would never do it. You just have to start. Right. You just hit the table. I B minus. The table. I, no hitting the table. <laughs> no gold star for you today. <laughs> the Dang one it. thing I asked you to do. All the way. But it was so close to the end. Oh my edit gosh. it out. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love it. Oh, heck no. We don't edit things out. I love it so much. Heidi, I love you. I love I'm you. I'm so glad that we've had this time together. I'm so glad for the nuggets of wisdom that you've shared. And you and I both know that people will pull from this conversation all the things that they are supposed to feel 
and and think about and process that you and I would never know. And yeah. that's the beautiful thing about being able to do this. So. Yeah. Well, thanks, you guys. You guys are working really hard. You're doing a good job. Thank you. And, um, and I'm impressed. So keep doing it. Thanks, friend. All right, you guys, we will be with you next week. See you later. I wish we were in my master closet where sometimes we record because then Heidi oh, would feel so, so good. good. I should clean my closet. That's what I want for my birthday. I refuse to clean my closet until I have um, a way to even make sense of it and organize it. And I don't want to spend money on that right now. So I'm just going to live in disorganization. This is a choice. I'm, that's my adjacent Until I come right and uh, do a makeover on your closet. Basically what I'm waiting for is for her to come and surprise me with a closet makeover. Would you be okay if I did that, actually? Are you out of your mind? No, I All mean, day like, long. that would mean would, that All you would long. have no control over... There are things I want to control. I could not care less. Nothing, honestly, in my life feels better than my closet being clean. Really? I don't... Here's the problem, Heidi. Heidi, I don't know that I've ever experienced that feeling, so maybe it's something I have yet to like. I'm just saying, you get to the end of your rope. <sighs>